just just about doom, mate. Surely. There you go. That's outstanding. That much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros. The semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, you the skull. Welcome along to the semi-pros for another week. Great to have your company. Another big week in sport. Pleasure as always to be joined by the team. He's on screen there first. Yeah, special guest on there before as well. You'll we'll see them shortly. But uh, Joel Stower, how are you going? Yeah, really good, mate. Good setup here today. A few extra seats in here and uh, also squeezy. Yeah, it's great. Troy Gursky, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. How are you, mate? Terrific. Um, I'm flying after another tip got up last week, oh. so two in a row. Wow. Well, we've been going pretty ordinary, haven't we? So. Oh, not yeah. if you're a uh, black bookham and you follow through their preps, you'd be absolutely <laughs> swimming in cash. What? Yours winning the start after? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we just start. We're getting there. Well, yeah. I can see the multi coming in in the coming few months, maybe years. I'm multi re- will get up. I'm real keen today. I've got one this weekend. Okay. This this all win. Haven't heard that We've before. We've been tipping them at short odds too, and they haven't been getting. Yeah, and that's that's probably what's been going against me. So. Um, Stopping that. There's just no future in it. Something at 50s this week? Yeah, you're far better off. Beautiful. There's no, fi- No, it's not at 50s, but there's no future in, you know, under 10 bucks, really, is there? Can't eat sauce. <laughs> sauce is just a condiment <laughs> that you put on food. <laughs> so what's happening? What's happening in sport this week? I'll tell you what, basketball is Christmas come last week, didn't it? If you're an oh. NBL fan... Yep. To one of the greatest, one was You've probably labelled it the best five, game ever. Nah, top five NBL games in history, it would be the first one. And then you've probably watched the best implosion in history a day later, 24 hours later. And then the best comeback, the best, well, I suppose, just, yeah. Well, I don't, wouldn't say it was a comeback, it was a, it was the greatest choke. No, no, sorry, I meant the best, okay, best rebound. Then they've come oh, out and yeah, beat come back. They have, they have come out and turned the turn the table. Okay, a thirty-eight no run or something it was. Yep, thirty-eight no run. Yeah, yep, yep. Led, yeah. by, led by fifty-four at one stage. So, yeah, plenty of uh, records were broken there. I think highest points scored by the individual minute. team in forty-minute era, largest run in NBL history. Thirty-eight. <laughs> 38 points is a fair run. Tell you what, they the absolutely ruining their missed opportunity oh. game one now. That, sh- that series should be signed to delivered. They were dominant in game one, and then you thought, after seeing that, is that is that the end? Oh, will, they have, yeah, will they have the, the mental capacity to come back after blowing the unblowable, really? Mm. so And they come back and they did that in a... They were up Enza. 14 or 16 with four to go, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, 16 with five. six to go, yeah. Lost by six. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And shot some ridiculous shots. And Chris even building ridiculous. And even you see, at one stage they had a like they didn't advance the ball in eight seconds. Like a turnovers like that. Like it mm. was just the biggest implosion I've ever seen. I gave them none to mm. rebound, and they've come out and they won by a thousand. Yeah, they win oh. game three too. You reckon? Yeah. Save that thought. Just them last week. Keep talking about that. Save that. That's coming up. Yeah, footy seasons are just around the corner now. Would we ask this week in our elite cryotherapy poll? It's a great question, what we asked now, Elite Cryotherapy Poll. Um, oh, a captain's choice was introduced in the NRL this year. So, captain's call. So, like captain's tennis challenge. And stuff. Captain's challenge, that's the one. Yeah, yeah you know <laughs> what I was talking choice. about. <laughs> no, challenge. Yes. Good or bad? Different, mate. 
No, it'd be good for I sure. Like mm. They ran it in um, yeah, the Cup yeah. last year too, I believe, didn't they? Yeah, they've trialled it in a few areas, and it's going to come in from round one of the NRL. So you get one captain or nominated captain or whatever gets one challenge. They ran it in the Charity Shield when yeah. um, and the nines and a few. So other. The Dragons put up the bomb and Latrell went to catch it and he said, "Oh, I didn't touch it," but they reviewed it and he did touch yeah. it. Set of six, bang! They scored off it. Depends so. how they're going to run it. So now they've got the captain's challenge. Are they going to send every decision which they're unsure about upstairs still, or are they going to award it on? Field? I think it's got to be it's got to be a broken play. Like it's the play's got to stop so you can challenge it. So it's got to be a decision. No, no, yeah, but, but no, like, like stop. a tennis game, so exactly. they get a challenge, but. Umboy calls it out. You don't challenge. That's it. They don't send that. Oh, just check that. So they exactly. don't send. They don't refer a try upstairs. Umboy makes a call. That's a try. You don't challenge it. That's a try. You challenge it and you get it wrong. You're done. That's it for the game. They don't review their try. Is that how they're going to run it? Or that's how that's, they should run it? That, Otherwise, it takes the yep. why? Why have a challenge? You've brought up exactly my why. I have concerns about it. We talk about the bunker <laughs> being a debacle. Yeah. They copped it all last season from us on this show, for and justifiably so. Yeah. Now you add another layer of complexity. Exactly, that, that's my mm. exact thought. So all of a sudden, it's like, oh well, I'll. I'll well, mean referee say, oh well, I'll call it as I see it, and it's if they think I'm wrong, they can challenge it. Yeah, you get your one challenge. Well, it will one. It. It'll, well, it'll, one unsuccessful. So if you yeah. if you ping if he makes seven mistakes and you pick them each time, it'll dictate how referee refs. It'll it'll change. Like right. cricket, the same thing with the challenges. They they 100%. umpire differently. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I think you got it. Eh? You can't just. Send them up, and then when somebody else thinks it should have got sent up, it should have, or I don't know. Stamps that out anyway, yeah. So it'll be interesting. Or is it in? I'm guessing it's, it doesn't. Cause they only send it up when it's a try, do they? They just say they can't send it up when there's a knock on call no. or something. So no. who knows? But I reckon, I reckon you should take it away. Give it back to the referees, give them the onus, and then give the captains, give them two challenges or whatever. But you don't. That's it. Once they're gone, they're gone, sort yeah. of stuff, yeah. You yeah. don't get a. Oh, go and have a look at that. You should look at that. Sort of, right? Put your hand up and probably it probably takes away from line. probably takes away from blokes running up the ref, giving them a gobful too. Do you know what I mean? Like in the sense that they're saying, "Oh, I'll go back, have a look at that." Well, yeah, like you say, the, the options in your hands. So you've you got the challenge. It. You want to go and have a look at it. Go and have a look at it. Mm. Yeah, exactly. they're the first they're blokes you should be throwing the bin. Those blokes who run up, whinging the the referee, he's already going upstairs. Wingers. Yeah, yeah. Get the bin. <laughs> Wingers. See you later. Go cool your heels for ten minutes. You're an idiot. Yeah, but it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know. I'll be curious to see how it works because exactly what you pointed out. I didn't mind it in the Q Cup, watching a bit of that sort of tail end finals last year. I'm pretty sure it had it in mm. there, and they had the one challenge, but they don't have the video ref sending it up. I That's don't right think, for every try. So, yeah. so I'm just a bit dubious. I don't think it adds another layer of complexity to what's already a. Issue with referees. Do you moment. think it could be one of these rules that's thrown out after ten rounds of them? Oh, they'll have to stick with it. I don't know about that, but I suppose it's how like good will Cameron Smith be at it? <laughs> <laughs> but he <laughs> makes a decision anyway. He's a ref, isn't he? Does he get to review it? Too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine that. There's a yeah. picture of Cameron Smith up in the box when yeah. it gets reviewed by him. Send it up. I'll have a look at it. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. All like, looks good to me. We'll see how it goes, but I reckon it'll be very, very interesting just to see how it. Like I said, when it first came in with cricket, like you. That's, you know, Shane Watson was the best reviewer in the game. Your man, G. Never out. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. The Aussies are pretty terrible at reviewing, actually. Yeah. But like the umpires umpired differently, but yeah, that's tell. what I mean. He wasted they knew one they England, had some decisions that could be up their sleeve a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tim Payne wasted one and remember the Ashes and then Costas. So what the people reckon? How did the poll end up? It's a good question, Steve. It's a very, very open poll. It was pretty 50-50, actually. Yeah, so... Could have gone, gone either way. Yeah, could have went either way. It was one of those ones. Yeah. 60-40. Yeah. 
50-50, So, mm. um, I think it's one of those sort of things, isn't it? It's pretty open. Mm. It's open for debate. Mm. So what did we say? What did we settle on? In or out? In or in? in? Keep it in. Yeah, I think you got to try it. Yeah. Oh, I'd give it a go. Mm. Yeah. Take away the rest of their <laughs> what? Rest of the referees bunkers. So turf the bunker. You're going to bunker bunker just goes. No, the bunker will sit there until the captain's and challenge. No, it just does the challenges, and that's yeah, that's it. Yeah, call it as it lies on the field. If you don't like it, send it up. If you're wrong, you lose it. See you later. Yeah. Anyway, that's our elite cryotherapy poll question this week. Thanks to elite cryotherapy, the team down there. So all our special guests to join us in the studio get a voucher to go down to elite cryotherapy so Ben Walker got one of these last week so our next guest one of these also well. we've got free leg compression valued at 40 bucks with any cryotherapy session so that'll go well so thanks to uh, the team from elite cryotherapy one leg each do they? Oh, I've got a couple tonight actually so yeah that'd be the boys are right share the tank look it after Look it after him. we'll take a break when we come back our special guests are going to join us in the studio we're going to talk about uh, AFL Darling Downs I, I see a lot of kitchens and, and great renovations on a daily basis and look the, the work that the guys at Westerns um, do is phenomenal like their attention to detail is definitely second to none. We knew we had a what idea we had in mind we wanted modern we wanted sleek and they worked with us the entire way their design team helped us and you know anything that didn't look like it might have worked well they helped us rectify and suggested different points that we could um, take on for the kitchen. So it was great, they were perfect to work with and um, we definitely do it all over again with them. Bathroom's next. Mm. <laughs> Welcome back to the Semi Pros, great to have your company. Special guest joining us in the studio. We're going to talk about AFL Darling Downs, very, very historic year for the code here in the Darling Downs and joining us now they are I don't know what they are. They can tell us what they are from AFL Darling Downs. Jeff Newman, how are you going? What's your title these days? Uh, game Development and Talent Manager, so a very attractive title. It's a <laughs> long one for a business tech card. And Mitch Simpson, you are? Yeah, Football Operations Manager, so a few less syllables in that one. <laughs> great, great to have you guys with us. But as I said on a serious note, uh, Jeff, a really significant year for the code 
here in AFL Darling Downs. 50 yeah. years. Yeah, it is. 50 years of footy locally, and um, I guess we're, we're pretty excited to celebrate the past and uh, and also the present at the moment. I know Mitch is sort of looking after the 50-year celebrations, part of his sort of work, but uh, it's been a big year to start footy so far with footy's back sort of theme and um, the various things that we've had going on so far. Well, tell us what's going on for the 50 years then. What do you got? What do you? What party you got planned? Yeah, so there's plenty going on. Probably uh, the one that we're about to probably formally announce next week will be the Team of the 50 Years, which uh, yep. we're a little bit tight-lipped on at the moment, but also pretty excited about. I think that any time you get to sort of reflect on the history of a region <laughs> and, and select a team like that often brings a fair bit of conversation, but... Um, all pretty positive, no doubt. It's good luck to the selectors, aren't they? Good fun. So bet the team of the half century, basically. Yeah, 22 and a coach it'll be. So look out for our press next week around that space. But uh, yeah, it's I, it's we've, we've tasked them a few months. Um, selectors are appointed and the, there'll be a bit of a long-winded process to make sure we get it right. No doubt plenty of uh, conversation, as I said, and, and commentary around that. But yeah, looking forward to it. There'll be some good names thrown about over Put your name up, Jeff. years. Jeez, I hope I get a look in. <laughs> I don't want to do self-promotion or anything, but... Uh, yeah, always me time. A good little uh, career, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Anytime you've got to pick, you know, just 22, at the best of times sometimes is a challenge for a coach, let alone the thousands of players that have played over the years. And, I mean, footy, footy in the Downs has been had a pretty interesting history. It's um, There's a book, More of the Kangaroo, that was published last year that has a whole heap of stories over the 150 years of footy in Queensland. And there's... There's history back to the late 1800s um, of, of <laughs> AFL in the in the day, or Victorian rules as it, it was back yeah. in those days. Um, I know Toowoomba Grammar was playing games in 1883, I think it was, against Ippy Grammar and Brisbane Grammar, well before rugby was on the GPS radar. So wow, yeah, there was. I think it won again. It, you know, around the wars and that over the times, there was um, you know teams popping up everywhere depending on where the. I guess, you know, the military were based at the time or all sorts of stuff. So, but uh, yeah, 1971 was where Darling Downs AFL was born and here we are in the 50th year, so. So 50 years in counting. And the Brisbane Lions were up here, was it a couple of weeks ago now? And, and look, I've got to say, obviously being a part of that, they were fantastic. But what a great way to start the celebrations, I guess, and start the year. Yeah, we, we had a couple of big days with the Lions, I guess, part of the AFL community camps coming up and yeah. uh, their, uh, yeah, their 18th visit to the Garden City sort of mm-hmm. coming yearly as well. So it was great to have the boys and I guess, you know, they, they went so well last year that um, everyone's sort of talking about them and, uh, you know, expectation on their shoulders this year. So it was great to take the boys around to all the schools and communities and run an event where we had the Golden Voice yourself uh, MC that one for us as well, which which done a great job. But, uh, you know, to see over 1,500 school students across two days is, uh, is a great touch point mm-hmm. from a, a footy point of view and these boys just love getting out into the community. Yeah, I was involved back in 2001 with the AFL and the, the development officer role sort of back then and that was when the Lions kick-started their golden era back in the uh, 2001, 2 and 3, uh, tailing off into 4 and we just saw AFL, Auskick particularly, their school programs just went... Like, they went through the roof, they went nuts, people jumping out of trees to be a part of them with the Lions, I, I suppose... Possibly at the at the start of one of those eras again. Have you seen that flow over into your your, your programs and the excitement around the game? Is that starting to build? 
Yeah, we, we have definitely. It's um, I guess the, the Queenslander mentality, whichever sporting code's up and about, mm. you're going to get behind. And fortunate enough for us, the Broncos went quite poorly last year, and the Lions are in the top two and you know made the finals uh, in the end. So we're seeing uh, that flowing effect now with the expectation across the community, and you know them on the back pages of the paper or whichever it might be. But uh, NAB AFL Auskick, which is 25 plus years old now, is um, the popular. It's gone through the roof. We're, we're seeing numbers absolutely double across our community centres at the moment. So our club clubs, and um, you know hopefully that's going to help us transition to, to more club participants so yeah on the back of the lines you know hopefully it's the start of a, a bit of an era where there's um there's a lot of success anyway and, oh sorry mate. and the, the local competition um what stand are we seeing at the at the moment have we seen a bit of a flow in the last few years and the, and the uh, level's gone upwards yeah it's a bit of a mix really it's i, I guess toowoomba and particularly our sort of more country towns are always pretty transient populations that Often depends on the, uh, you know, the, the teaching cohort that head out that year, um, depending on you know, where they get placed and, and all that kind of stuff. It varies on year to year, but I think last year was really strong, really competitive. Probably anyone out of our top five or six really deserved to um, you know, be out there on grand final day. And um, I'd expect nothing less this year. It's, um, you, know, you never quite know in our region who, who's going to be any good until they hit the paddock round one. You always you know, hear the different coaches talking up the imports and you know, whinging about the exports that they've... Um, <laughs> Sent on elsewhere, but uh, yeah, I think this year, particularly being 50 years, there'll be a lot of um, old boy support and a lot of the mm. more, I guess, history-based clubs as well, so I think it'll be a massive year. Steve, do you get a start or a nomination in the top team of the 50s or what? No, I've never played a game of <laughs> AFL in Toowoomba, Darling Downs. You've so. got a listed game, don't you, Jimmy? I do, actually. Semi eligible. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no. Be good. no. I've played a game. No, i played a game. 100%. Uh, where? Who for? For Warwick. For Warwick. Warwick. Yep. What position did you play? Full forward. Look at the height of him. Oh, he's the 23rd player, but <laughs> yes. that's, that's all right. No, I played with um, Hamish from, well, he's not from the radio anymore, so he played in... turf club. No, it was actually, it was, a, it was a great, on a serious note, it was a great concept. It was terrible, myself and Hamish out there, but it was a great concept. It was a, it was a big uh, a cancer fundraiser, so USQ and Warwick. And yeah, Hamish and I were the 23rd man for each team, so we were on there for, I can't remember now, we had to be out, I wasn't... We were on there for a fair while, actually. I thought we'd just sort of sit there. And Did you get a kick? No. Make any tackles? No. no. It was like watching two yeah. headless chooks. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't make he a pick, He picked seven bits of clover and he caught three butterflies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watch a few trains go past. Yeah. Yeah. Here comes an aeroplane. <laughs> and I think I was on the wrong end. I think we got flogged too, Warwick, that day. Yeah, we, yeah. we. I was obviously on the roster. So Sing yeah. a song with them? <laughs> yeah. Give us a few bars. Yeah, anyway. I, led, I led the team song, the Redback song. Incy Wincy Spider. No, I don't know. So, yeah, but, um, yeah, so there you go. I've got a... How do you blokes feel anyway that, um, obviously, with the long-winded titles and all the rest of it, um, this man over here used to do what you blokes do as two jobs now. He used to do as one. (laughs) Footy's in good hands at the moment, so that's the... (laughs) I just stuck on as a trainee, mate. I was just happy to pay a few bills and get enough to... Head to the uni club on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Back when I was doing it. Look at these blokes, how professional are they? They roll up and they've got syllables in their uh, names. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, oh, we're pretty lucky as a code. The AFL's a, a powerhouse nationally in the amount of money they invest um, right across grassroots footy, whether it be through, you know, resourcing to the clubs or, you know, feet on the ground, um, all the, the programs that we've got. We're, um, we're pretty fortunate. We've got three full-time staff in the region and... Countless casuals that uh, Jeff looks after as well. So, yeah, we're, we're quite fortunate as a code. It's but not just coincidental, though, the AFL. Like, even back in, in 2000 and seeing that, like, 
I was new to AFL and never had anything to do with it. They just seemed decades in front of what every other sport was doing. Their foresight on where they needed to be with the programs and what they had. And I suppose what we saw with the Lions too and the backing you get from them, it's not them sending up their nuffies or their reserve grade players or someone who's on the development list. Like you're seeing the stars that run out at the Gabba that get the 30 touches, like Daniel Rich I think was yeah. up here, McLagan he was here as well. Like they're the guns, they're the kids that are got the posters on the wall so they're able to familiarise. How Like that's got to be a, a help from the AFL's standpoint in growing the grassroots of the game for you guys as well. Absolutely. It's so important that we bring the, the elite level players here to the regional areas and, and that's what's going to inspire the next Josh Smith or Wiley Buzzer or whoever it might be that's coming through. So, uh, yeah, we partner very closely with Brisbane with all of our game development programs and, you know, it's not just about coming to Toowoomba. We service the whole Darling Downs and South West, so making sure that we've got a uh, got the brand out there and the, and the foot soldier, so to speak. But, uh, you know, if we can inspire that next boy or girl or, you know, we, we don't want to let the uh, uh, an athlete go through the window, maybe like a Darren Lockyer who, who played Aussie Rules growing yeah. up and there was no league and um, no AFL, I should say, in Roma. So, you know, that's that's one that we want to make sure we're, we're at the forefront. But again, we want to make sure we're inclusive and progressive and, and there's an opportunity for everyone to play footy. That opportunity to play footy, obviously you've kicked off competition, the, the Picnic Nines. Run us through that. Yeah, so it's our social version of, uh, of of AFL, basically. So it's mixed touch. And uh, for ages 14 plus, we've been running a spring carnival that's for a weekly, but we're sort of into our second year of a, a gala event that's been pretty well received by the public. So the first year, we, we had six teams in 2019, and then for 2020, it grew to 14 with teams coming in from Brisbane, Kingaroy, Chinchilla, Gundawindi, so right across the region. So just a, a massive gala day that's, I guess, ended our week of festivities around footies back and uh, well received. There was, uh, you know, there's, it's, it's not your traditional footy names, the, the team that, that won it was uh, the Jellyfish and one of the other teams was the, the Rootin and Tootinous Cowboys in the Wild Wild West, so you know, there's quite some names getting around, but uh, it's really I guess branded around that fun version of footy and an opportunity just to have a kick with mates and family and, and all those little things yeah, Boys, no. uh, we had a bit of a chat about the Lions last week I think we had a, our predictions, I think uh, what you were top two, Steve I thought top four, you were top four James was top eight, bottom of the I was four to eight you guys obviously know more than what we do about AFL. The Lions, how are they looking? What do you think this year? I'm a, I'm a pretty passionate Lions supporter myself, growing up supporting the Brisbane Bears in the bad days. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think top four, to be honest, with the, another 12 months with the... The, the kids coming through and, you know, we do lose Hodgie, but um, there's a couple of experienced players they brought in through the draft. So I guess as a supporter, I'm, I'm pretty pumped that I'd say top four would be um, would have to be the goal and uh, hopefully win, win a couple of finals instead of straight sets losses. But, yeah, Mitch, you're a, you're a Swans man. So. Yeah, I mean, industry-wise, it's, it's great when the lines are up and about and, um, you know, similarly we hope Gold Coast can have a good year and, you know, footy, everyone wants to talk about and we're all up and about, but uh, yeah, I'm a Sydney fan, so I hope we just arrive somewhere above our 16th from last year, I think, this year, so <laughs> that'd be that'd be nice to see. You've had some good years, but mate, haven't you? you yeah, know? yeah, I, I've certainly seen a, a couple of premierships since I've been born, which is more than a few can say. Yeah. <laughs> and on the, the Lions that we talked about now and just those different players that, have come, that are coming through, 50 years here, some of the names of guys that have gone on from here and played... Not just with the Lions, but obviously there's a, a sprinkling of players that have played right across the AFL over a period of time in that, in that 50 years. So we do have our mark in history of, of 
Darling Downs exports that have they've made it all the way to the top level. Yeah, we have, and I guess we've had six that have that have appeared at that top level. Steve McKenna was our first one that yeah. went to Carlton all the way back. Then Brad Howard followed to St Kilda, um, and then uh, Josh Smith, Wiley Buzzer, the most recent yeah. ones. Shalice Law that went to the Brisbane Lions in the AFLW in the inaugural season. Then we've got Alistair Meldrum that's um, on the umpires list, mm. which features week in week out. So it's great to have, I guess, those six that we can really promote and uh, show the pathway for our players. Yeah. But we've got the next generation coming through now, and we're hopeful of, of two that are in their draft year this year that um, well hopefully they'll get drafted come November. Steve Kenner the first. He was, yeah. Yeah, I went to school with him. So finished in 99 at St Mary's. Again, as you said, so not a Aussie rules school. Where it, but and he was freak. He was smaller than me, but was, um, yeah, he went, he, he, was, he got cut down a bit with injury, which a few of our guys, Brad Howe was a bit similar, wasn't he as well? Like injuries weren't kind to him at crucial times. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, we haven't had a, a Downs player go on to, uh, I guess, reach 50 game milestones, but yeah, a couple of players that, obviously, the you know the wears and tears, I haven't been at the elite level, but uh, no doubt their bodies weren't able to, to hold up to it. And, um, you know, I guess Josh Smith, who was across yep. Collingwood and West Coast, uh, been our most capped player for the region, and, and Wiley, who's our only active player at the moment, at Port Adelaide so you know fingers crossed we've got you know young Jack in the male space and, and Zim or Lee in the female space that are two talked about players in the National Academy at the moment so apart from them is there any of the younger ones you see coming through that you think have that potential yeah, look, I'd like to say we've got quite a few coming through, but, um, you know, you, you sort of compare them to the to the Josh Smiths or the Shalice Laws. So we've got sort of our, our next grouping of, uh, you know, we just had uh, a bit of media this afternoon with three boys that have made it to the, the next phase of the Lions Academy in, in Caleb Back, Fletcher Brown and uh, Harry Copland. So, you know, they're three boys that, we, that have put in a lot of work over the summer. The female space just keeps continuing to rapidly grow and you never know where your next um, elite athlete or high-performing athlete's going to come from. But uh, we've got quite a few. I probably wouldn't do it just if, if I tried to name them all. I'd forget someone. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot of talent in the region at the moment, which is great. There's a few comments during the week. I'm, I'm not sure who made them or whereabouts. Like, there was some radio show, know, Eddie Maguire was featured on it, about the AFLW. And the comments were along the lines of, I wouldn't go across the road to watch the standard of football. What do you make of that? Yeah, I, I don't think I... Might have been on Triple M or something that those mm. came across. I just think the the, the AFLW is so important in, in general, um, I guess, inspiring the next generation, which is absolutely what we want to do. And we've seen that here at a regional level where uh, just look at Shalice Law from a regional point of view that played a couple of games with the AFLW. That inspired the, the next generation of Indigenous girls to come through the boarding school and, and really ignite our female space. So I, it's so important to our landscape and fabric um, that we make sure we've got complete pathways for male and female. So um, not too much on those comments. Yeah. I just know from, from my personal point of view is that the AFLW is so important of, uh, to us moving forward and, and making sure we've got the pathways for everyone. Well, women's footy in general, like the, the amount of injection, you know, women's participation has given all clubs, you know, right across the region, whether they be our youth girls um, or our women's competition, it, um, it does massive things for the club. When you think the amount of mums that are, you know, future mums that might be along at the footy and, you know, also there's massive flow on benefits. So it's, yeah, and I mean, it's unreal now the way that AFLW is actually... Know, progressed over a few years. It's it's a really unreal competition now. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, you probably had a comment on that. So, was there any women's when you were in this space? Was that two thousand one? No. So look, so that look at the difference in. No, there wasn't any set. Like obviously coming through the schools and that it was promoted, and I know we were going around Glenfiddich and those sort of places, and they were they were getting involved. There was a school competition, four teams or something in that. So the the pathway was there, and and. 
that's what I say. Like 2001, that they were doing those things in the schools. Now yeah. we're 2020. They've got an AFL. So there's 20 years there that they've had this in the planning. So it's not an accident that we've come up and like, well, geez, we better start a women's competition here yeah. and do this, which some of the other sports following what they've seen is probably a knee-jerk reaction into, geez, they're now they're doing this. And they're just they're forever chasing the leader and the leader's out there sort of setting the standards. And that's just the way it seems from the outside now, not having anything to do with it, is that the AFL are really setting the bar and everyone's, oh, that's what we've got to do. Oh, that's what we've got to do. The AFL did this, this. And then AFL's on there at the next step. So they just continually seem to, to be that couple of steps in front from the other sports, th- development-wise. I think you hit the nail on the head there too where you say it's a knee-jerk reaction where someone like the, the, the rugby league sort of, for example... They sort of start at the top and try to work their way backwards and filter it back through where you mm. say they, the AFL have set the platform first and then gone along with it. Well, I think our... Oh, I might get this quote wrong now, but I think 42% of our participants statewide are female now. Mm. So we're, we're almost bordering up along that, you know, half, half our participation numbers are from female participants. So, yeah, that's that's where we've laid the foundation right from, mm. you know, you talk about 2000, I was only a, a whippersnapper then myself, but, uh, yeah... But, but you're right, we, we start off with the Auskick program, that's a very important one, and then it's it's a slow build through, it's it's yeah. strategic planning, and uh, you know, it's what we're, we're doing in Roma at the moment with some key programs out there through the Auskick and school footy, and um, you know, we're just lucky that uh, the Brisbane Lions are going so well, if they keep winning, that, that usually yeah. comes across to success at participation and grassroots level as well. So how many were doing Auskick back then, do you know, roughly? No, we, oh, we had a 10 schools probably between 20, 30, but that 10 in Toowoomba and we were doing... Crow's Nest, further out, bloody, yeah, country trips. I know he tried to get me to go out the bush there on Wheatwood Day one day. <laughs> oh, Jeez, I'm crook. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, I'd come down with the flu. Where are we going? Because obviously, Kingaroy. Yeah, yeah no, Kingaroy, I booked in for this day. I was like, that was back when the Wheatwood was on Thursday. Thursday. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not going. You say, Jack, I'm unavailable. Yeah. Is that when you become a chippy, was it? No, because they've tried to make anyway, it yeah, Wheatwood yeah. Day. We ended up. I got some stern words, but I ended up at the Wheatwood, so it's a good, good compromise. <laughs> Back yeah. a winner? No, probably not. <laughs> well, I probably should have gone to work. At least I'd had something at the end of the day. You know? Should have went to Kigaroi. Mm. They don't have a public holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I was probably with you, so probably. Yeah, I probably should have come with you as well to King Roy. Would have worked out a lot better for both of us. Might see if we can go to King Roy this year. I've got to kick out there. You're in. You're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mon- Monday nights now, so yeah, 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 that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. By the clock start. You just yeah. missed the Dapdo dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you compromise on that? Yeah, you compromise on that, surely. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, we'll th- there you go. So you've got to volunteer. Yeah, perfect. Mm. For King Roy. You can <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Part of the casual workforce, perfect. Yeah, yeah. there you go. So volunteer for King Roy. So uh, when's, um, when's local footy? Start when are we? Fourth of April is round one for the senior men. Yep. Allied Pickford's Cup. So we're uh, just in the final stages of publishing that fixture. So it'll be out early next week as well. Um, and then our youth and women's comps will kick off sort of after the awkward school holiday, Anzac Day, Easter break. Um, but yeah, we're only I think a month away yesterday. So just around the corner, and we're we're pretty pumped up about it. Yeah, it should be good. Actually, the, the final thing I'll say as well, and I'm not saying this because I'm on it, but you talk about the things that AFL does. So they set up now across Queensland the advisory committees like as, as a board level to try and, well, again, I suppose, just tell us what that's about or what how that came about that AFL Queensland said, you know, so they set one, there's one up north, they've got this one here across AFL Darling Downs. What was the thought process or the what's the theory behind that? Yeah, so I guess fundamentally it comes back to AFLQ wanting to invest in our 
in our regional competitions right across the state and um, obviously running leagues now as they get more and more professional that uh, became a bit more of a toll on volunteer administrators and um, what we've done is put a, a governance structure in place for AFLQ um, ourselves and which is my role has been put footy operations staff in place to control the, the day-to-day operations um, full-time of the competitions. Um, so that's occurred in Darling Downs, Mackay, Townsville and, and Capricornia as well. So, um, yeah, they, they've been really successful right across the right across the state. Um, we're obviously in our first year this year and, and so far mm. it's going really well and it's, it's allowed us to put on an advisory board with, you know, people like yourself that are, are professionals in that area and we hopefully hit some pretty... Uh, Strategic, um, strategic goals, I guess, for the um, as you said, the the long term, long term success of the code. Must have deep pockets. Got all the So yeah, that's why we need volunteers like you to go to Kigaroi. So, but yeah, no, it's been re- it's good. So you probably you probably remember back Steve from back in the day. So Charlie Aston's the chair of that. He was mm. around coaching. Obviously, been a you know Coolaroo. I think he coached Coolaroo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in that era. So he's the chair of that board and. Great man to lead that, and then a number of other people involved with that to just to, as you said, to look at the strategic level of of the sport. Like what you said, Steve, exactly. Like looking at it's not about what's happening today. It's the this is the thing. Okay, well, strategically, what direction does mm. does the the code want to take for sustainability, longevity, all of those sort of things. So I think you know it's 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 interesting. It's good actually to have you here as a part of the twenty years ago. Mm. Scary, isn't it? We'll get it you. Is, we'll, we'll get you a ticket to grand final day in the. Uh, VIP marquee is a yeah up there. <laughs> Jack Barry, Jack Barry was the development officer, oh, yeah. development officer up here, and geez, he was a good fella. Jack Barry's still with us, still with us, yeah. yeah, yeah. Head of the coaching. Is he? Yeah. Is yeah. he happy now that Richmond have finally won some premierships? Oh, geez, he used to be man. sad. Yeah. He was he was sick on the world there. He <laughs> to him every week, and they could not win a game. But oh. no, he's up and about. He's got a, a skip in his steps. So yeah, 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 I, I, I actually sent him a message. I think when they won the first one, I was like. Well done, mate. I know you would have been hanging out for this for a long, long time. <laughs> now he won't let us forget nah. about it, don't yeah. worry. Yeah. yeah, no, he was a good man. He was, he was around, obviously, when I first uh, started in media, Jack. Mm. So he was he was fantastic for the code and it's just, yeah, continued on. So, oh, look at that. It's almost been like a 20-year. Yeah, there we go. 20 years of the 50 years we've sort of got covered in, in this room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just know if you... Oh, elderly person. Two older heads. To add the other 30. Yeah. So, yeah, so no, boys, it's been great having you on. It said it is a fantastic year celebrating 50 years, so we hope all the celebrations go really well with it. And, and let's hope that we continue to see the, the code uh, prosper here and, and improve. As, and as I said, from thanks to Elite Cryotherapy, all of our special guests, so this will be great for you. This will, this will work well for you. So a voucher thanks to Elite Cryotherapy, so you get free lead compression there with, any, with a cryo session there. So pop in and see the boys there. So Sensational. That'll do you the world of good. Yeah, beautiful. That'll Very help good. with those long trips to Kingaroy. Yeah. <laughs> you get your own spring in your step after one of them. Yeah. And as you, you don't have to jump in together. So, <laughs> <laughs> one leg each. So that's oh, all that's covered. Good news. Uh, yeah. Sensational. Thanks for having us on, guys. Really appreciate it. So that's AFL Darling Down celebrating 50 years. So get out and support the code this year. We'll take a break on the Semi Pro Southern Hotel Shot Clocks up next. Summer has arrived at Smithy's TGW Gym with new morning operating hours. Come and make use of our fully functional gym. We have a full range of cardio, weights and boxing equipment at your disposal. You can also soak up the atmosphere in our historic cafe with a coffee and toast for $5, along with a free five-day gym pass for you or a friend. Summer is here, so drop into Smithy's TGW Gym today. 65 Anzac Avenue, Toowoomba.
Toowoomba Together wants to break the silence by empowering our sporting clubs to join together and embed social change. Do we accept abusing players or officials? Not in our club. Do we accept verbal, physical or mental abuse towards women, men or our kids? Not in our club. Do we accept foul language? Not in our club. Not in our club. Not, Not in, in our, our club. club. At the Southern Hotel, our Sunday steak special has been so popular, we want to offer it on Saturday too. 180 gram rump mignon, 400 gram New York cut T-bone, or a huge 500 gram grain-fed rump, all for just $23.95. It's better at the Southern. Just, just about to do, mate. Uh, surely. There you go. That's outstanding. Not much talent running around in our own backyard. Ladies and gentlemen, the semi-pros, the semi-pros. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys got the Welcome back to the semi-pros. Let's have a look now at the Southern Hotel. Shot clock thanks to the Southern Hotel. Southern Hotel, your home for live sport. Big thanks to the Southern Hotel as well. They've also, we will have a... Competition again this year in Fantasy League or Supercoach, one of them, whichever one we did last year. So fantasy, that'll NRL go up, Fantasy. That'll go up very soon. Well, it's going to have to because the league starts next week, doesn't What's it? What's the When's winner, the kickoff? When's the winner get? Thursday. Week Thursday. Today. Right. Well, it'll get up sometime before Thursday, so there's only 20. What's this space? So, yep, so Someone give me some competition this year. If so, you there's 20, so there's 20 spots. So you Well, 18 spots left. You're in at nine minutes, so we'll yeah. see if they, you won it last year. Oh, Sproxy. We've got, last year, and then we've also, we'll also have our NRL uh, tipping competition. So, a um, couple of pretty good prizes up for grabs here as well. So, $250 voucher to Rebel Sport and a uh, $100 voucher to the Southern Hotel. So, thanks to Rebel and Southern putting that up. So, it's worth winning. So, um, that's what we'll have on the line for them this year. So, that will come up shortly. But the Southern Hotel, what have they got on this weekend? Plenty happening down there. So, they are the home for live sport. And actually, they've got the uh, the big boxing I'll be commentating this, so you when you go then you'll hear my voice again. So they've got the, uh, the the big card down there, heavy hitters, which uh, features Dempsey McKean, uh, Liam Paro, and a number of other top fights on this card down there from the Gold Coast on Saturday night. So they'll be live streaming that. They'll have that there on all the big screens there. So pop down and, and see that. So that that's uh, being shown on the big screen at the Southern Hotel. So tune in for that one. Righto, Southern Hotel shot clock. Who will be the most improved team in the NRL in 2020? Steve? It's clearly going to be us, the Knights. <laughs> well, it is. We probably underperformed last year. We had a few injuries. We looked like we were going to win it there for eight weeks. <laughs> Just, missed the <laughs> Just missed the finals. Uh, we've towed up the Roosters last week. 58-0. Absolute drubbing. So we're going to go from outside. We'll be top four for Roosters sure. had a so good team there last week we'll too, We'll be going... Yeah, from ninth, tenth to top four. So if anyone can get more than that, they're doing pretty well. Knights. Joel, most improved team in the NRL. Jeez, that's garbage from him, isn't it? Mate, the Cowboys. Didn't make the eight last year. They're, they're locks to make it this year. Uh, yeah, enough said. The Cowboys will be the most improved team this year. Can they'll make the eight. Yep. Said it last week or whenever it was that you asked it. Yeah. Righto. So you're on the Valentine. Six seconds. Nothing else you want to say? Just nah, Cowboys. Just, yeah, I'll make the eight. <laughs> quick shoot, quick. Yeah. Righto, you're on, Troy. Um, I think it's going to be a, a lot of movers this year. I think it's going to be a few from the 
the bottom part that'll improve. Uh, but I'm going to go for one that I think that'll contend near the end of the season. Last two weeks, we're going to be the last four. Manly. I think Manly got a team. They've got a young team uh, with the Travoyevich boys. They get a full season of them. I can see them contending come September. They were enormous last year, weren't they? Yep. Heap of injuries. And- so Manly, most improved team. I hate them, but I think they'll improve a lot. Right, eh? Um, Broncos. Just scraped into the eight last year. We're belted by power in the first week of the finals last week. They reckon they'll finish top four this year. There you go. Broncos, most improved team. Going <laughs> 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 for the poker oh, record. Nice. Oh, Newcastle boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Winning the comp yeah. after eight rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how'd that work out for you? Winning the comp. Mitchell, Mitchell Pierce getting the down here. <laughs> Cut this up and... Save it for the end of the year, will you? <laughs> <laughs> the Knights. There are a few supporters out there. Still on NRL. Right, our second question, Southern Hotel Shot Clock. The new NRL, simply the best advert. So they did like a you know, spin-off or a remake of the mm. famous Tina Turner. 1988 or whenever it was. Anyway, it's had a heap. Right, I'll go then, obviously, because I'm on. We'll just, I'll just mm. keep going with this. They've, yeah. It's had a bit of backlash. I reckon it's fantastic. It's so good. It chronicles all the history of, of league there. It, there's even Thurston in a St Mary's jersey. Yeah, I love that. And then they're kicking a goal. And yeah, no, I reckon it's awesome. There's some factual inaccuracies in it, but like, you know, who cares? It is what it is. So it's rep- representative of 20, 30 odd years since they did that last one. And I reckon it's, I reckon it's really good. I reckon it, most of them have been garbage, to be honest. And I reckon this one's good. So there you go. It's a yes from me. Steve? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, a, it's just a really catchy jingle. Combine that with a bit of uh, history, bit of Tina. What's your favourite part of it? Probably like the middle bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where they really, what like, you know how it? it builds up at the start and then they really get going in the middle? That middle bit would be the best that I Can like. Can you sing a one bit out? I just think it's just a great advert for in the NRL. <laughs> and um, you Could have at least watched it, seriously. Fair <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Idiot. it? No. But I didn't know it'd be good. It's got people 30 years ago. He doesn't need to see it again. But you don't have to see it because it's got people talking about it in the paper. So it's done its job. Is it on news.com? I don't know. I haven't checked. My good friends at news.com yet. But the, so obviously it is good because it's done its purpose. Serves its purpose very well. So good on you, NRL. <laughs> the, the middle. <laughs> the middle bit. It just built up to the middle and then it finished well. Joel, <laughs> what do you reckon? What do you reckon of the new app? I reckon he's a goose. Can, can we, uh, get, can we sure. get it up? No, we don't. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm with you. It. I love it. it. <laughs> Have you not seen it either? I've seen snippets of it. <laughs> do you love the middle too? It was pretty good. Yeah. No, I love it. I'm with you. Same train, James. It's, um, you know, obviously all the highlights and like Steve said, that middle bit with uh, Latrell Mitchell and the surf with the Aboriginal flag. John Sutton standing there. Johnny the Sutton, yeah, all happening. So yeah, no, I like it. Terrific, Troy. <laughs> yeah, I like it as well. It's uh, no anything like with Tina Turner. Who who didn't like the one back thirty years ago? Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's the best. I wasn't one, around, one mate. So theme song that everyone remembers about the NRL. It is. Yeah, exactly. one, the one Winfield Cup. Yeah, you know Alfie and the boys all getting around their shirts off. Run ET, up sand. Run yeah. up sand. Yep. Standard Saturday night, Val. Yeah, well, ET was the man, wasn't he? He was the he was the pinup boy. Pinup boy. They put it all around him, but yeah, loved it, and it's back. Bring it back. They bringing it back out for it or what? Have to, wouldn't they? Yeah. Grand final night. Tina Turner up there playing. Great. Semi pros be down there. 
So it's a yes from you. Yeah, it's a yes. Basketballs. This is happening actually right now. Um, Eleven all. Is it game three of both of the semi-finals tonight? So right now you've got Sydney playing Melbourne, and following that you'll have Perth versus um, Cairns. What's the question? Um, who wins? Yeah. Who wins so the championship? Who wins? So who wins? Who wins the? Uh, who's picked to win the? Yeah, sorry, that's the question. Who wins the championship, Steve? I'm gonna. I'd like. I'm, my heart's with Cairns anyway, so I'm gonna stick with Cairns because I think they've been the better of the teams in that series, in the semi-final, and I think that. Um, I think that Melbourne and Sydney. It's just been. A, it's been a, a, an ordinary played semi-final. So I think the winners coming from Cairns and Perth. Uh, just because they're executing well, they're, they're running their structures, they're getting their sets and everything. That they, they know what they're doing. They look like they're, they're prime. The others are, look like they're on the, the way down. So I'm going to go Cairns. Joel? Um, we had this question a while back and I picked the Melbourne. <laughs> you said there were no chance, James, so I'm sticking with them. Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah, there'd be a chance though they're going at the moment. Sure. See if they get through tonight. What was it? 11 all. 11 all. First quarter. Yeah, righto. So that's coming up. Uh, Troy, I'm sticking with them. You're sticking Melbourne. with United. Yep. Tigers. I'm um, same boat as Steve, pretty much. I think the winner of the per- winner of the Perth um, Cairns game, I think Perth will get through. I think Perth will be hard to beat at home, as yep. we always are. Mm-hmm. Perth. Perth. Yep. We had the same thing. We had this question how many weeks ago. I said Cairns. So say they were sticking with Cairns. They legitimately thought they could win then. I legitimately think they can still win now. So they need to obviously win tonight, though, to keep that reality going. But we talked about it at the top of the show, Steve. You were saying one of the best games you've seen. That's what that, that first game was. Mm. And to go down in overtime there, then they've come back and won solidly in game mm. two. If one team has no fear of going to Perth, it'd be Cairns. They haven't got a good record there this year. It's Picked up two over there this year. Only team so, would have done that, I'm sure. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's on tonight. So there's our thoughts on that. Final question in Southern Hotel Shot Clock. We're talking a bit of racing here. Rothfire has certainly uh, captured the attention of race girls, particularly in Queensland. Uh, it's going to head towards the, the Jewel, which is Saturday week. Looks to have it at its mercy, you would think. Golden Slipper looks very, very open this year. This horse is not nominated for the Golden Slipper. Robert Heathcote said it won't go to the Golden Slipper. My question is, could Rothfire win the Golden Slipper? Steve? It will win the Golden Slipper. What's the Slipper worth? Five million bucks? Uh, something like Roughly, that. Roughly, yeah. Plenty. Enough. You've got a horse that's good enough to go to a Slipper. It'll it'll have a, a track gallop to beat him in the uh, Jewel. There's a $5 million ace. You've got a horse that can be in the thick of it. You go on to the Slipper. It'll run and it'll win. There you go. <laughs> Robert is throwing furfies around. <laughs> Trying to get a price, is he? Joel? I'm with Steve. I reckon it hasn't been tested yet. Well, even big Robbie Frad, the, the hoop that sits on its back, said that, um, you know, nothing's ever come close to it in the last hundred. It's always been eased down, so we haven't even seen its full potential yet. Could be a, uh, another exciting horse from the Sunshine State. Life's great in the Sunshine State. Troy, Rothfire. Can State. it win? Oh, it mightn't run, but can it win? Yeah. Hell yeah. Look what it's done the last few weeks. It's times have been good. Um, yeah, of course it could win. That's from Queensland. We want to see it win. Get it down there, Robbie. Queenslanders don't have a very good record in the Golden Slipper. Yeah, there's always time to break records, mate. So therefore, records are there to be broken, aren't well, they? Yeah, feeling ready. Callaway gal. 
Yeah, the last horse got the last to one. win its last three starts or four starts by more than 3.3 lengths in each start. Who? Callaway Gal. So Is there it? you go. Didn't this, what did it cost? 10 grand. 10 grand. It cost 10, but he ended up paying 20, didn't he? Apparently. He, he got, got a um, frauds game. He got a frauder, yeah. Still cheap. Had to pay 20 for it. It's cheap at 20. Jeez, he's paid double. Oh. Poor fella. Mm. Hey? Yeah. Exactly. You'd be filthy on that, wouldn't you? Doesn't his so. missus own it? Don't know. I think so. I'd be telling her where it's going anyway if she did. So the horse straight or? to the slipper. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Righto. Oh, I'm going to say no because I reckon it'd get beaten the jewel. There you go. What's going to beat it in the Kizikana. jewel? Kizikana. No, I. It's got a lot of improvement. Start now. Did you see its last start? Yeah, yeah it's it, time it, six. It'd want to improve a bit too. the kick. It's only its third start. Doing things wrong. Jeez, yeah. I think it's smart. I'll have 50 out to add with you. Can I have 1,000 or? Think about it. The last time I did this, I did my. <laughs> on, air, on air, third. It cost me 50. So. I'll give you two to one. What? Head, I love head. Glover bet. <laughs> it's so good, isn't it? <laughs> what? Head start or? No, two to one. 50. Two to one. Yeah. How many lengths? Minimum. What's the minimum, Steve? Yeah, minimum bet laws. Minimum bet laws. That's the glove bet rule, isn't it? I like when you bring your minimums in. You've got to have a minimum of a thousand. No, well, you nah, gamble responsibly. You're listening out there. Times are no good. It's five links off. It's how many links to start to again? Four? It'll beat it by four. Easy. Four links? Easy. What price if I get four links start? Four and, oh, Even. Like, like Ned's four links, and, four links in a head. I'll give you 50 cents better than what Ned's will give you. What, for like four links? Like, Adding four links in a head. Yeah. So 4.2. Extra head. Yeah. 4.2. Isn't it? It doesn't matter anyway. I thought I'd beat it by six. Maybe seven. Probably eight. Watch this space. We'll talk about that next week. We'll see what sort of prices come up first. That's a look at the Southern Hotel Shot Clock. Don't forget they've got that big fight night on the uh, on the big screen down there on Saturday night. So get along and support that. Thanks to the Southern Hotel for supporting us here on our uh, show here, the Semi Pros. We'll take a break when we come back. Rocks and Diamonds presented to you by Hogan's Family Jewelers. Hi guys, Lockie here from Hogan's Family Jewelers. Today we're looking at how you select a perfect diamond. We need to consider the four C's. Cut, colour, clarity and carat weight. In terms of discussing the cut of a diamond, we need to consider the aspects of the qualities of cut. At Hogan's we only source triple excellent cut diamonds. In terms of colour, we look for the perfect white stone. We source stones from a D through to a G in colour, the top four colour gradings. Clarity is another really important factor in selecting your diamond. We don't want to look at the diamond every day and see inclusions or marks in the stones that distract from the beauty of the piece. The final of the four C's is carat weight. A lot of people believe that a diamond's value is based just on its carat weight. This isn't truly the case. It's a combination of all the four C's put together. There's one final hidden factor that I need to discuss about finding the perfect diamond. It's called fluorescence. When she wears the ring in natural sunlight, UV light, where the diamond is supposed to sparkle at its optimum level, you don't want any reaction. You don't want the diamond to go foggy or a milky colour or even an, a little neon blue sort of tinge through the diamond. This is why we only sell nil fluorescence diamonds and make sure that that diamond stays crystal clear whether you're indoors or outdoors, there'll be no reaction to natural sunlight. Fluorescence is one of the largest factors of devaluing a diamond. Be careful. Out there you might find diamonds that seem cheap, but truly they're going to be cheap for a reason. 
At Hogan's, we prefer our clients to experience superior quality diamonds. We only source the highest grade of GIA certified diamonds. That's the Gemological Institute of America, the harshest grading lab in the world. Some of you may have done some research on diamonds before and may fully understand the four C's. But if not, we've got knowledgeable staff that will help you and guide you through selecting the perfect diamond. At the end of the day, it's all about quality and at Hogan's, we prefer quality. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the semi-pros. Hogan's Family Jewelers celebrate our rocks and diamonds segment. Hogan's Family Jewelers celebrating 75 years in 2020. Special guest joining us tonight, Lockie Hogan's in the studio. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having us in, in the studio. It's... Um a little bit more professional than I would have thought. <laughs> what are you trying to say, mate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were you expecting? Good to see our sponsorship dollars being spent yeah, well. Exactly. <laughs> what were you expecting when you just thought, yeah, no, did you, you think you'd think you'd find just like an iPhone on, yeah, on, a, tripod or on a tripod or something like that? No, mate. Doing mate. well, doing this well. Is, this is how we roll. 75 years for you guys this year. It, it's a big year, yeah. We've got plenty in store and a couple major charity events and um, we've got a celebration later in the year. Um, which is which is a really nice thing. So three generations and seventy five years of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and um, so, something to celebrate. Yeah, so you're carrying the mantle now. So they're continuing that generation on. Someone, someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your brother wouldn't have, mate. Would he? No, he fled, no, he, no fled, chance. Fled to the other side of the country real quick. <laughs> he was meant to come back and help, but didn't last long. <laughs> Left you holding. Complete the rat. His brother's <laughs> <Yeah>. a complete <laughs> rat. Oh, wow. We get some comments going on the Facebook feed. He wouldn't be awake, would he? He wouldn't be. No, he's probably uh, night shift tonight. He'd be at work. I'm sure he'll find out, though. Yeah. So, somewhere in the lines. But now, tell us a bit about Gather and Graze, a huge event coming up. Yeah, the Gather and Graze function we are a major sponsor for is at the end of the, mo- uh, end of the month, at 27th and 28th of March. It's a Friday and Saturday event. Luxury luncheon out at our friend's property at Ravensbourne. It's a stunning venue that is on the edge of the escarpment overlooking Somerset Dam and all the nice. dams out there. Really nice picturesque scenery. Um, and we've got a three-course meal with matching wines. We've got really good entertainment um, and a six-hour drinks package. So for anyone who wants to come out, Friday tickets are still – there are still a limited number. Saturday sold out in like 10 minutes. Wow. So crazy. the response is unreal. Yeah. The Saturday was the big one because obviously people are off work. But um, Friday we need a lot of corporate people and people who can get the day off for themselves and come out and support a good cause. And how did it come about, this event? Uh, mate, we obviously with our business we're hugely supported by people out west of Toowoomba and well, north and south, but mm. a lot of rural people support our business and come into town and like the other people on the committee, we're all held up by rural people west and, and all that sort of thing. So we thought our way of giving back to them for supporting us over the years is to organise an event in aid of drought relief. Okay, so that's um, all, yeah. And the biggest thing is now that people think this drought's over because there's been a heap of rain, mm. but when you talk to a lot of the farmers, it's a Far it's it. years of rebuilding. It's not overnight. So um, we, we're still going ahead with the function and we're going to make sure it's a success and, and go forward. So how do people get tickets for the Friday? So if there is still limited tickets available yeah. for Friday? We've got a link on our Facebook um, page if you follow Gather and Graze on Facebook or Instagram you can keep updated with all the information um, you can find the link to buy tickets there um, and there are raffle tickets available for our major prize what's it? our major prize <laughs> <laughs> hold you in suspense is a Hyundai Venue 2020 model from West Star Motors so yeah, good. Huge, huge prize you can win a car So and you don't have to be at the event to win the car 
you, you can come into our store, buy a $25 ticket or five for 100 and you're in the running to win a brand new car. You in the draw? I need to be. <laughs> need a new <laughs> car. <laughs> we all need to be in it. Everyone needs a new car. So, um, yeah, come on down. Giving away any rocks this year, mate? Not any giving. Any big diamonds? Oh, oh for, the, for the function. Mm. Yeah, I thought you meant giving them away to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're giving away um, two, two diamonds for the, for the um, function. Instead of going one bigger... Diamond, because it's split over two days, we thought we'll go two diamonds that, you know, you have to be there. Two blokes here that need to be in the draw. Well, they've got to be there on the day to win those. The car, you can win. You go Friday, you go Saturday. (laughs) Happy days. Saturday sold out. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) If if they both come down on the Friday, then we're probably in with a good chance that one of them will walk away with it. Oh, geez, I'll turn up then. (laughs) How much can you resell them for? (laughs) A quaddy? I knew there'd be someone in there to make money out of it. Well, we'll see what happens there. But no, it's a really big event coming up there, so follow the Facebook page. Anyone wants information and details on that, so the tickets, well, obviously it's not far away. Or contact us at work. I can fill you in with more information. But we'd really love to see some corporate people get out there, bring their staff along, partners, whatever you like. We'd... We've got these limited seats left, and then it'll be all sold out in exciting times ahead. What's it hold, mate, each, each day? How many? 176 each That's day. good, sold at 176 for that Saturday straight up. In 10 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. yeah mm. 10 minutes, yeah. That was crazy, and then, well, half the Friday went within that sort of... How were you going, mate, with the six-hour drink package? Were you backing up the Saturday, or I heard you're <laughs> not real do, good at backing it up I'll, these days? I'll, or? I'll do both, mate. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll hang around... Like, I'll get on on the Friday and hang around the Saturday and just... Just keep going. <laughs> Power through. They reckon... They tell me I've actually got to work. Oh, good. Yeah, I've got to put plates out on the tables and serve drinks and things, which is probably unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm normally on the other side of the... I'm on the receiving end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on both days. Working both days. Well, we yeah, we're in debates about that because we know it's going to be busy and we don't want people disappointed, so... <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, uh, you know, of course, it's a charity event, so you've got to watch the cost, so um, getting staff in isn't too much of an option. It's all hands yeah. on deck. No, it's a great event. Look forward to it, and it should go really well. Thank You're you. going to stay with us for Rocks and Diamonds, sure. Hogan's Family Jewelers, Rocks and Diamonds. Steve, you to, what are we doing? Rock of the Week. Steve, what have you got? Yeah. News.com again? No, I'm on News.com. I just, just, just like to support me guys that help me out throughout the year, but no... <laughs> Oh, rubber gloves. Tyson Fury. <laughs> Floppy wrists. I've never seen someone punch like this. Punch like that. But it was he had the loaded gloves up against Wilder. Slapping him. Like, slap, slap. And it worked, eh? Well, well, have you seen the footage of him? Who punches like that? How many guys have you knocked out? I've seen you fight. Joel punches like that. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the big fellow Eagles on me fight. Exactly, and that's why the Viking got robbed a few times. Last time I saw Joel in a pub fight, it was looking quite similar, but it was about (laughs) two in the morning. And she was throwing them all out. (laughs) Anyway, the allegations of the the loaded up gloves, he had his fist tucked in the end of it and flopping around like... He's serious? Yeah. Haven't you seen it? No. Watch the watch the fight. Watch the vision of the fight, and you'll see his fight. That glass. Steve's analysed the fight. Yeah, <laughs> he slowed it down. He's no, it's not on Twitter. It was. I'm surprised you. You're a, you're a big tweet man. Research. This is his research. He's analysed the whole yeah. fight. No, he's got his. It's like his hands, and the the glove is hinged back at like ninety degrees. So unless he's punching like this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's done something with the gloves. So. So what Tyson Fury is your rock of the week? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that what we're getting to? The rubber gloves. Not, not the one, the good ones they, the doctor uses. 
Joel, rock of the week. Um, Tottenham Hotspurs player Eric Dyer. What's mate, he done? Mate, he's done a uh, Ron R test. Oh. He's jumped in the crowd, and uh, this is after they've gone down to uh, Norwich in the FA Cup. So they've gone down to a penalty shootout, and they've got beat. Well, he must have been walking towards the tunnel, and all of a sudden he's uh, jumped up in the grandstand and started letting them fly Tyson Fury style at uh, <laughs> someone who was apparently abusing his brother. So, anyway, big Eric Dyer. Not a happy chappy. He'd probably get a stint for that, I'd say. So, that can be my rock. Nice. Troy? This bloke, Sun Yang, Chinese oh. swimmer. Superstar. What a goose, eh? So, everyone came out and said he, all the, all the people at the Olympics was at Horton. Mac Horton. Uh, yeah, wouldn't get up on the, on the diocese with him. And it's finally come out. Everyone knew what was going on. It's finally come out. That he's been pumping itself, pumping into himself. What's he got? Two years, but now he, he just doesn't want to admit to anything. He's just he's just passing blame left, right, and centre. Um, he's looking like an absolute goose. Sun Yang, he's rock. He's rock probably of rock the of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going with. Did you see this? Stupid on the tweet on Twitter. Spike Lee. Didn't see it. Yeah, you know Spike Lee. Yes. yes. No of him. Yeah. So. He's said he's not going to go to the Knicks games. But, you know, he's there no more tickets. Mm. He spent about three million in tickets over the period of time because he's always in their front row. And anyway, and um, because they said, "Mate, look, just don't come through the um, employees' entrance, or you know, the employees are just there's a VIP area you can just walk through there." So Spikes cracked it, cracked it, and said, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming back for the rest of the year. Going to Brooklyn because he couldn't walk through a door or something." I was like, Reggie Miller tweeted him and said, oh, mate, come to Indiana, that wouldn't happen here. Come to Conseco <laughs> Fieldhouse or whatever it's vacant, whatever they call it now. So, But anyway, so I thought Spike Lee, I thought, yeah, seriously, sometimes people have got too much money and too, like, well, why? Such little sense. Yeah, they just said, just don't walk through the employee area or something like that. That's all they asked. Like, there's a special VIP entrance, which I'm sure is probably better than the employee entrance anyway. Mm-hmm. But he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'll walk through you. So they've just asked him not to and he's cracked it and... No, not coming oh, back. Spike. No, so you won't be sitting there at the garden to watch the Knicks lose for the next however many games. Not doing good. On the other day, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they Apparently they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I saw them have a win. Beat the Rockets or something, I think, by one. Righto, Lockie, your segment. Who have you got for us? What are you, what are you going to dish up for well, us? Well, um, with Rocks and Diamonds, my first crack at it, I went one sporting-related and one not sporting-related. Uh, with the rock happened to be not sporting related, and I've just found huge disappointment in the amount of people going out and buying toilet paper due to coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need toilet paper? It's coronavirus. It's flu related. It's not going to give you diarrhea, apparently. I don't know. I've never had it, but they reckon it doesn't give you diarrhea, so I don't know why everyone's buying toilet paper. How bad is it? It's they reckon because people think that the toilet paper is made in China, but most of it's made over here in Australia. But what's that got to do with... Yeah, yeah, but they think it's going to be a shortage, so they're going to... Oh. They're, buying they're not up. buying food or anything. It could be sporting, because there's been a bit of boxing happening. I watched two blokes get into it the other day. <laughs> they had a video of it up, and there's one bloke's got two slabs of toilet paper, and the other bloke's trying to get them. Next minute, they're into it, fisticuffs. I saw there's an arrest made in Brisbane or something. Someone pulled a knife on someone. Yeah, so, uh, a lady pulled business. a knife. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be dirty if I have to go buy some of that really ordinary two-ply stuff yeah. that, like, sands it off. You'd be going to raid all the portaloos at work. Uh, you may as well go to BMS and get some sandpaper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, great. That's <laughs> uh, pretty... It's, uh, yeah, yeah no. it's pretty... I just was amazed with that, the um, coronavirus, and I thought it was all related to diarrhoea. But, but it's, there's plenty of hysteria around out there, so... Yeah. How about Coronas? Yeah. Changing their name. Yeah. What? Corona beers is going to change their name because they've been affected that heavily from yeah. the sale of their beer. People won't buy Coronas anymore. Down like 10% or something. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. I've heard about it. Yeah. What are they going to call it? Forex. Borona? Borona. <laughs> <laughs> but they're seriously going to change yeah. the name. Yeah, no, well, they're considering it because they're down that far. I think, it's, I think it's more. I think down 43% or something. Oh, down that Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you one bloke who wouldn't have stopped drinking, that's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> he would have put a few <laughs> down. Maybe the carton price will come down. Yeah. That might be helpful. Fingers yeah, crossed. they are. That, the carton prices have been dropping. Oh, that's yeah. good. Good news. <laughs> said yeah, he went, yeah. One for the battlers. <laughs> yeah. well, went from 55 to 43 or something yeah. you know, in can a we week. Get, there's Lyme's, Lyme's disease too, isn't it? Can we get the Lyme's to come down too? Yeah. <laughs> that would be good for everyone. Oh, no. We're not, we're not they serve it. Well, I was about to say, I was about to say, I was There was no coincidence there. I mean, it is a coincidence, but there was no um, sort of impact on that decision, but coronas are being served, and this was decided before coronavirus came around. So they stock so, up now. Yeah. <laughs> so just get right on it now. So that's our Rocks of the Week. Lotto. Diamond of the Week. Steve, what have you um, come up with this week? No, we us? mentioned it before, but the... Uh, the game, for game one, Scott Machado, they're co-diamonds. Right. Is there a name for a double-headed diamond? Lockie? Double-headed diamond. Mm. Jesus. I don't know. Where do you... Not it's a, kind of a... Might have been. It's called almost an inbred one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll call it a Joel. Double-headed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it a Joel. <laughs> yeah. No, but a double-headed diamond. Right. Yeah. Bryce Common, Cotton and Scott Machado. Like, I was, I was sitting there watching and... It was unbelievable. That was the best game of basketball I nearly witnessed with my own eyes. And they'd come down. Cotton had come down and do something ridiculous. Machado had come down and do better it than Cotton had come down and do something better. And I was just, oh, I, yeah, I did have the missus over. And she probably thought I was a bit of a lunatic because I was, like, jumping up and down and, like, <laughs> swearing <laughs> at the screen. Like, what? Oh. But anyway, the excitement about it, and that was unbelievable. That that just about did me. Probably <laughs> thought you were a lunatic, but you hadn't watched you watch the races. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't need to cheer when you've got the three fighting it out in the last leg of the quarter. Don't need to cheer <laughs> when you know the result. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, what do you got? Well, this is special, this. This is nearly oh. diamond of the year, this. Old uh, Henry Roger Muin. Who's that? Mate, he's uh, an, ortho- an orthodox uh, Norwegian horse trainer. Now, here's something I prepared earlier. Have a look at this. Check this out. Big Henry on the outside, giving a big wave, big salute. He's three metres off the leader, and he's new beauty. We're home in Norway. Look at him. Comes up past the leader here and says, See you, son. Yeah, beauty, we did it. If that is not the best you've ever seen... Yeah, salute. How confident was he? 400 yeah. to go. He's doing the old, yeah, <laughs> we did it. What price was it? No idea. Have it was in Norway. Him, him, just, yeah. just around the turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, big, big salute. He's still, I read a comment and said, this would have been the best video of all time had the horse have galloped about here. Or <laughs> yeah. speared right and just gone into the crowd or something. He's, look at him. 
He's obviously, he's obviously got a shallot out of it. And the thing is, it would have went by further, but he obviously had to stop and straighten it or something the first time. Did you see that the yeah, first salute? Yeah. The first, yeah, he's doing that first salute. He's had to stop and straighten it up or something because otherwise he would have he kept the hand up for the whole way down for the last two. That's 200. the best of all time, huh? Old uh, Henry Rurgermoon. What a legend. Big Henry. Here he is again. Look, see, watch this. All right, so he's got it there and he's like, ooh. He just waved him to his family in the crowd. better straighten it up. He didn't even touch it with the whip. <laughs> Just look at it all, mate. Better give him another wave. How good would the photo be on the wall at home? Yeah. From the corner. What, what price was it? Oh, it'd have to be 50s or something. <laughs> when you're riding with that confidence. Yeah. I'd love to know what price it was. Uh, great. Good on him. Do- Henry, you're well, a legend. Troy, what do you got? Diving to the week. I've gone uh, Zion. Zion for the Pelicans. Yep. Some of the stuff that, that bloke's doing. You see the other day they played uh, Joel's boys, the, the Lakers. Ronnie. Yeah, but you could see it was LeBron took it on as a, you know, it's, a, it's me versus the, the young fellow who's going to take my mantle piece. Um, and what he hit, 30? 31, I think. Yep, 31. Couldn't match LeBron, the king. Yeah, well, LeBron's the king, is he, at the moment? But this bloke, give him another year or so, and he's, uh, he's just going to dominate the league. And he's averaging 24 and 29 minutes through the season. He's only played, what, 15 games? Yeah, they're just, just getting him right, aren't they? Mm. Kyle Kuzma would be having nightmares. I watched the highlights and he absolutely <laughs> tore him a new one. <laughs> what about big Josh Hart for the Pels? He would have been having nightmares. Trying to guard LeBron, please. Yeah, the, your boy Zion made a bigger mess of yeah. Kuzma. Yeah, he, Kuzma was guarding him every highlight. What point does your coach say, <laughs> ah, switch up? <laughs> he's getting burned He's getting belted he's Let's got, not let him Guard him anymore He's got some power Hasn't he Yeah Oh freak yeah. Unbelievable Yeah so good to watch I'm, look, I'm looking forward To next season That's what I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to Who he does next season Yep Zion for me Mine's Similarly Yours was Steve But I'm just looking here now Mine was Melbourne United It said after They, they went from Rock of the decade mm. For blowing yeah. game one I think we talked about it And I said Well they've got They're gone Like you can't come back From that They've got no chance. They'll just get blown out by Sydney on game two and it'll just be of what could have been. Well, mm. they, it was a blowout, but it was the other way around. They've come out and broken all kinds of records and won by, we said, it's one stage they're up by 50. So Melbourne United, what's the score at the moment? 32 United, 31 to Sydney. What do you got? 5.58 to play in the second quarter. It's a live score update there. Right, Locke, what do you got? What's your diamond of the week for um, us? I'm a bit of a motorcycle nut as... Jolly knows. Um, so I'm looking forward to the MotoGP starting this yep. weekend. It's another season, ready to kick off in Qatar. And Mark Marquez is going for, he will be equal, if he goes this season again, he'll be equal champion with Valentino, Valentino Rossi. He'll the be doctor. One, of the, one of the greatest of all time at the age of 27, and he's still got legs. So I reckon he could go make Rossi look average. Is his brother riding MotoGP now? Yeah, Alex has stepped up this year. So it's um, brother on brother this year for the first time. What upset uh, the big brother? Well, that's that could be the case. Yeah. How many has he won? Oh, he's won uh, six. I think he's won six GP championships yeah. and two in the Moto Two and Three. Um, Rossi's won seven GPs. So where was doing about four? Yeah, three or four. I think yeah, doing something like that. Yeah. yeah. Who's had? I wasn't born, mate. Max Biaggi <laughs> and that. Mate, you should <laughs> know your Australian history, shouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Captain Cook. I should know that off by now. <laughs> yeah. He had Max Biaggi and the likes to. Yeah, he was a freak too. Yeah. yeah, there was plenty of good good talent, um, and you know Casey Stoner. I reckon he just mm. unfortunately retired way too early. He was a, just an awesome superstar, talent. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Mm. Um, he was great to watch. What do you reckon the competition's like this day? 
Uh, oh, it won't be as good as it was back a few years ago. I went down to the Stoners last year. Um, you had um, Pedrosa, uh, Valentino Rossi, you had Casey Stoner, um, Jorge Lorenzo, all in one race. Those four big names, and then there was another half a dozen that were just epic as well. So the leading pack was just unreal to watch. What about Jack Miller? What's your thoughts on him this year? Oh, yeah, he's. Um, I watched him that year. He was in Moto3, I think, at the time. He was a young fellow, like 17 or 18. And now he's come up and he's coming through the ranks. Like last year he got a few podiums and mm. he ended up in the top ten, I think. So he's come, a, he's come a long way. He just needs to get on a probably a jet bike. The Yamaha and Honda teams have so much more to spend. Um, <laughs> Ducati, unfortunately, lovely bikes, but they don't have the budget and I think he's just lacking on the on the Ducati team. So if he, could, if he got the contract with one of those guys, he'll be in the top three. Right, so there you go. So look forward to that. It's another big season that round. Look, mate, you've uh, you've elevated this segment to a whole new level, to be honest. So you've uh, right. offered some great insight into that. Okay. Now, as all our guests get as well, thanks for elite cryotherapy, you get a free leg compression with your cryotherapy session. So Thank that's you. for you. Thanks for coming in. All the best Lovely. with uh, gathering grades and and all the best. Obviously, you said a huge year, as you know, for Hogan's family yeah. jewelers and um, and thanks so much for, for supporting us for the semi pros as well. Thanks for having me in, guys. It's been awesome. So that's Lockie Hogan joining us for our uh, segment there, of course, being Rocks and uh, Diamonds. What are we doing now? Uh, multi. Winners. Do you want me to kick us off? I said I got one this week. Troy's got one. He's spruiking oh, over here. I, I can wait my turn. It's all good. Um, Australian Cup. Something in it. Mirage Dancer is what I want to be on, whatever number or horse that is. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be winning. About 10 bucks. Jesus, it's a competitive race. Too, so, but Mirage Dancer in the Australian Cup, so it's at Flemington Race 8, number something. So my phone's just being slow trying to catch up with it here. But anyway, it's in the Australian Cup, and I'm pretty sure that is race number 8, and Mirage Dancer is the horse. You've eight. Got. Race 8, number 8 in Flemington. There you go. Race 8, number 8, Mirage Dancer. Steve, what have you got? Got a plethora. <laughs> After last week, yeah, I've got a plethora. No, I was going to steer into Mawani Mawani Machine again. It's in the first, which you tipped. It was scratched last week. I think you can follow it. But I do, like when I have tipped a few times before, Eagle Farm Race 5, Slow Hands, number 7. Been there and thereabouts, and I think it's just about its turn. Right so we get into that three dollars forty. So you're not getting any super price, but three dollars forty multiplied a few times back in your bank. Good way to go, Joel. Uh, yeah, go to Troy. Okay, I'm sticking with Brizzy again. It's been uh, it's been good to me the last few weeks. Uh, Brisbane race three number ten reduces image. Third up ran second last start. I think it's ready to win. It's had four starts, three places. Uh, two ninety. Get on. Couple up with maybe Steve's at three forty and yours at ten dollars. And then Giles and you're looking pretty good. All right. Flemington race seven, number one, Rubasaki. Three dollars sixty. Rubasaki. Rubasaki in the uh, group two CUNY stakes. Righto, so that's a look at our multi of the week, so good luck to us. Troy's going for three in a row. Don't back mine this week, back at next start, and it's just money for jam. <laughs> I told you to get back last week too. 
Karen, good on good price, three sixty. Coming yield. two dollars twenty. Night, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, Eric, the eel got the money for us. The eel, old oh, Eric. I'll get the money this year too. Don't worry about that, Eels. <laughs> no chance. We'll see how that all works out. So, But that is uh, the semi-pros for this week. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thanks, boys. Have fun. All good? Will do. Excellent. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week.